Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Colorado Little League State Championship is being played this week. Tom, I'm standing here with the little sluggers and some of their parents, and I can't tell you how excited they are. This is the hot corner. Little Stan March is the pitcher for the South Park Little League team. Mr. Marsh, you must be very proud of your son. They've worked really hard to get here, Chris, and, you know, I don't like to really trash talk, but I don't think Denver has a chance. With Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure some of the Denver kids' parents would disagree with you. And oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! South Park is going down! There ain't no way some little mountain kids can beat Denver! Not with my son on second base! On the Odyssey app. Oh, it looks like we got some parental trash talking going on here. Mr. Marsh, any comment? Well, I think that there's a... Uh... Mr. Marsh? Who wants to hear from a Mr. Marsh? I am the ultimate Little League trash-talking father. I am the Bat Dad. Bat Dad knows no fear. And 1080. Bat Dad knows no pain. I want you, Marsh. I want you. The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 10AFan.com and the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, even if they rhyme with Podcastify. Uh, we have Fair or Foul coming up in about a half hour that everybody loves. Uh, but uh, I'd, I'd like to, and of course, 503-864-6-FAN is the Vancouver text line. They treat you right before, during, and after the service. Your dollar goes further. Visit VancouverFord.com. No sales tax if you're an Oregon resident, and it's actually really easy to get to. They got good stuff. Um, I, I'd like to get into this. I mean, we talked a little bit last week about the Wander Franco situation, and if you've been... A listener of this show for the last eight years that Joe and I and Voldemort have built from the ground up and Schultz is with us now. Uh, we tend to not get into this kind of stuff, but I'd like to kind of piggyback maybe almost a part two of what we did last week as Julio Urias has been arrested for felony domestic violence. Um, this is the second time he has been arrested for domestic violence, and he is on administrative leave from the league, and the Dodgers are basically no comment, will follow due diligence, blah, 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 blah. Um, But this is going to be interesting. I think when we talked about Wander Franco last week, 
Um, it's a little different. I mean, it's not a little different. It's a lot different in terms of allegations. They're both really bad. And I'm definitely not going to sit here and tell you which one is worse and try to absolve one of the two based on their alleged crimes. Um, but the Julio Urias thing is interesting to me because you look around and Trevor Bauer ain't going to pitch a Major League Baseball game. And there are all these reports that Wander Franco is never going to play again in Major League Baseball. But Marcelo Zuna still plays for the Atlanta Braves. And Araldis Chapman still plays for the Texas Rangers. And there, when you look across leagues, especially in the NFL, I'm staring at you. Sexual assault is one thing, but domestic violence tends to be turned around. I think with Julio Urias, this is going to be a really big make or break. It's the second time. It was a felony. It's a felony. And in public. I mean, they were at a a, a soccer game. It was out to see. It was LAFC versus Lionel Messi's Miami team coming in. So this was in public. And I think a witness saw what happened and called the cops. And they literally came and got him. That's interesting because I always refuse to read the stories because I don't want to read about how somebody is a terrible human being to another human being but in public but the details are interesting here and not so not only is this the second time for urias but this happened at a soccer game so is it it the same woman uh i don't know i'm not sure that the story said it was the same woman so i can't say yes or no on that one i i would lead me to believe no uh, just guessing though Mm -hmm. so i don't want to say for sure but regardless, it, it, this is a very public thing that happened, it sounds like. Yeah, and, 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 and piggybacking yeah, off, off what we talked about last week. I mean, I think I listened to, so again, I was driving back from the Gorge, and before that Cubs game came on, it was, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he is the president of the Negro League uh, Baseball Museum in Kansas City. And he had Derek Jeter on. And they were they were talking about, you know, the plight of black players and Jeter was really big on how black players in baseball are dwindling. And they talking about a lot about Jackie Robinson and Josh Gibson and Satchel Paige and how, you know, kind of what we were talking about last week about baseball being at the forefront of change, being a big part of cultural shifts. This I think is make or break. Chapman pretty much got off. Ozuna missed a full season. But with Urias, second time felony in public, this is baseball's chance to really make a statement. This kind of the, the the Trevor Bauer thing does come to mind because of the text messages in the public way that it, it was kind of just thrown into the forefront. So I, I would say just just along those lines, we're probably never going to see him play again. And 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 the which thing means with- we'll see him on a roster in the next six to. Eight months, but the thing with ba- the thing with Bauer is interesting because when you really dive into that case, um, you know, there's a lot of people that want to argue consent and stuff like this, but it just is so messy and so gross. And, and I'll, I'll step above that, and on, I think anybody that takes part in sexual behavior like that, from from what was described, even if it's consensual, the the physical things that it sounds yeah. like he wanted to inflict on this person, that person is screwed the hell up in the head. Can we yeah. just get that straight? Yeah, and so it, I am very fascinated to see how baseball handles this. Now, knowing baseball, they won't come up with a decision until the offseason probably closer to spring training, but Urias is done for the year. 
right? I mean, there, there's no way he pitches again this season, right? I wouldn't think so. I mean, what are they going to do? Well, how are they going to? They've got three weeks left ish in the season. They just put him on administrative leave. How are they going to spin that? There's no way an investigation is going to come through this quickly. This is the second time. I would be shocked because I don't think administrative leave means that he's being paid. So he is not. He's not getting money at this point. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if in a week they didn't just release him from the roster. Although it doesn't matter because he can't make uh, new guys, you know, from like your minor league rosters or anything eligible for postseason play. But but no, the Dodgers aren't going to play him this year, and I, I find it a, a very, very hard world to imagine that he takes a major league roster uh, a spot again and pitches an MLB. He got 20 games for his first suspension, and we have about 20 games left in the season. So uh, if this is your second offense, and it, I mean, hell, like we said, this was a felony, dude. Like, this isn't... Felony means you done did you something bad. Up. And this isn't so, a he said, she said. Because a lot of times in domestic violence situations, if an officer yeah. is called over there, somebody's got to be removed. Yeah, he's definitely not pitching the rest of this year. But again, I just, sports shouldn't really surprise me anymore. And it still kind of does. Um, yeah, just teams doing disgusting things. So I say tongue in cheek about the six to eight months thing, but it really wouldn't surprise me. But let's slide. <clears throat> let let let's get out of this gross stuff and let's slide over to what this impact, along with other impacts, does to maybe the hottest team in baseball right now, a team that's going to play the Mariners soon, a team that is eyeing the Braves right now. And let's talk about what do the Dodgers look like coming up. Okay, they got a big road ahead of them. That's Joe Fisher. I'm Patrick Harris. Jordan Schultz behind the glass. Today, the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 
Coming up in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we'll have Fair or Foul, everybody's favorite. We do it every single week at the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour. Now that we have the Ducks Coaches Show from 7 to 8 p.m. right here. Terry the Fan, home of the Ducks. Appreciate you, Dan. I've actually started calling him like Dan and passing to other people, like not referring to him as Coach Lanning or Lanning. Uh, and like it's caught in some people off guard. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Uh, I have. Like, I know the guy personally. I do that with rappers. Like their first names. Yeah, like, I was talking with some people, and we were talking about. Did you about, see what Sean Combs said? The yeah, other we were day? we were talk, talking about um, <laughs> how you want God. to mix your music, like how you want to produce your music. And I was telling the story, <sighs> and I said, "Oh yeah, well Calvin always told Andre that he wanted his music to sound phenomenal in a car stereo." Um, and people were like, "Is Whoa. Calvin? Is that Nate Dog? Calvin name? Brody is Snoop Dogg." Ah. My friend Dwayne and on and yeah and Andre obviously Andre is doctor. Yeah. Um, I never knew that Snoop Dogg's name was Calvin. Calvin Brody. Uh, I only know it because of the uh, I mean, trial he Calvin had to go Brody? to for killing. Wow. Potentially um, a human he didn't. being. Uh, he was acquitted. He, he didn't in the court of law. Murder was the case they gave him, and he was not found guilty. Uh, but people were like, <laughs> I people were laugh like, at that, but I'm people giggling. were people okay. were like, who's Calvin? Who's Andre? And I was like, oh right, this is me being super weird. Um, uh, you know, those guys like Andre found, uh, Marshall and Curtis Jackson and they're like, do you mean Eminem and 50 cent? Like, stop being an idiot. You're that guy. Um, at, it's total hipster. And I, feel I was going to say, you're it. that guy at the party that's throwing out names and they're like, what is he? Well, I just about? feel like if I met Eminem in real life, he'd be like, hi, I'm Marshall. And I'd be like, hi, I'm Patrick. And I no, call he... you by whatever you introduce yourself as. You know what he would say? Hi, my name is. Damn it! Wow, <laughs> Joe, come on! I can't give, tell. give me that. I can't tell give if I'm that. mad at you for that being terrible or if I'm mad at you for beating me to it. That was- no! I'm proud of myself on that one. I'm damn proud. I can sleep well tonight. Uh, we were just talking about uh, a pitcher in Major League Baseball who might never pitch again. And what I'm curious is, let's let's slide this over to the field. Um, you're talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, who over the last three, four weeks, the only team as hot as them is the Mariners. The Mariners have cooled off a little bit. The Dodgers have cooled off a little bit. But if you throw Julio Urias probably being done for the year and Tony Gonsolin being done for the year, if you're a Dodger fan, is this kind of like the opposite of the Cubs? Like, is this sound the alarm? Yeah. And because Lance Lynn got lit today. He's their number two starter now. He's right? their number two starter. And your number one's Kershaw now. Kershaw's a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. But we all know his struggles in the playoffs. He's had some redemption. The year they won the World Series, he was pretty good in the playoffs. But now you're losing Julio Urias and Tony Gonsolin. Is this a giant cause of concern for the Dodgers? Uh, yeah. I mean, when you lose two, uh, I mean, Gonsolin is not like a strikeout machine. He's just eats up innings, but he's still been very good the last two he's years. He's a smart pitcher. Yeah. He knows situations. He's really good in high leverage. Uh, and then, yeah, losing Urias sucks too. So, uh, 
you have to pe- depend on old arms and then uh, a young dude, Bobby Miller. Actually, not just old arms, but the, I was going to say, I was kind of looking at the Dodgers uh, minor league prospects a little bit, and they've actually called a couple of young kids up this year. And, and I'm not venturing to say that they're quite as good as the Mariners starting pitching prospects yet, but on top of Bobby Miller, you got a kid named Emmett Sheehan, uh, and then Ryan, I think you say Ryan Pepio, and they've both pitched uh, pretty well this year in their limited starts. So essentially, you now, just like the Mariners, have two young kids holding back uh, the back end of your rotation up, uh, trying to get into the playoffs. Bobby Miller has been fantastic. Yes, I made a has. trade for him last year uh, because he was a minor leaguer, and I was kind of dumping some guys because I was at the end, and these guys wanted some players of mine to help for their playoff push. And I ended up grabbing Bobby Miller, and I'm contemplating keeping him for the next year. He's been absolutely fantastic. The Dodgers might actually run into a little bit of luck. Guess who has a minor league rehab start this week? Oh, who's who's coming Who are back? we forgetting? Who's the Dodger pitcher's stud Walker that Bueller. we're forgetting? The answer oh, yeah, is Walker, Walker. Bueller, I... who had Tommy John. Yeah, I didn't he, know. I didn't think he was going to be back this year. I heard an interview with Dave Roberts over the weekend, and Walker's going to go down there and he's going to throw two innings, and he's probably going to throw nothing but curveballs to figure out his curveball, and then he's going to go. He's going to pitch two innings, and Dave Roberts said then he's going to do two more outings and probably throw five innings each time, no matter the result. So it looks like he had a rehab assignment on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think I heard the interview on Friday. Two strikeouts over two innings pitched, touched 96.1 with his Ooh. fastball velocity. DFA sounds, Lance Lynn. Sounds pretty good. Now, Walker Bueller has been really good in the playoffs. He's been really good in the playoffs. Now, if you're the Dodgers, are you rushing to make him a starter with Urias and Gonsolin out? Yes. Or are you still thinking he's your bullpen eater when you start Lance Lynn and he gives up five runs in two innings. He's your number three behind Kershaw and Miller at this point. And then you throw your young kids at the back end of the bullpen, Pepio and Sheehan. So there you go. So the Dodgers just walking into good luck again? Possibly. How was this team run like this? Not good luck. I it think blows my mind. They Their scouting department has been scouting arms as well as the Mariners for the last decade or so in uh, DePoto's tenure. Joe, are you worried about this team going to the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I would, I would say no, just because they, they seem to kind of be doing the same old Dodgers thing, like just stay the course, make the playoffs. But I mean, what really, what really was discouraging was this last weekend, them playing the Braves. I mean, I think that was a, that was a huge series on paper. Collision course NLCS. Yes, Collision course. And it didn't go the Dodgers way at all. And the Braves, to me, showed it's like, no, we are the better team pretty significantly. And, yes, if they get Bueller back, that will be immensely helpful for them. Lance Lynn, as old as he is, he has actually been somewhat decent for the Dodgers um, since they acquired him. He has a sub-4 ERA, which I will take that from Lance Lynn at this point. Any day of the week. Yeah, so if you can get him doing that in the playoffs, he gives you give you five, six in his starts if he even has to be thrown out there. I'm not worried about him yet. And plus, you got 20 more games. I mean, I don't know how many more starts for that as Walker Bueller is down there in uh, AAA, but if he gives you another a couple starts like that or a couple outings, rather, where um, he gives you two, three, four innings and he's striking out dudes, touching 96, 97, yeah, he's fine. Get him ready for playoffs. You have to think if you throw him out game three, 
of a playoff series, you got to feel pretty good about that. Oh, yeah. The kid's been good in the lights. Dude, that would be so clutch for them if he's, like, again, goes one or two more outings for AAA and is showing no signs of discomfort, grooving. Man, I yeah. think it must think, be nice. It must be nice. Yeah, the rich get richer. I think when I look at this right now, I am a little curious if the Phillies become the second best choice in the National League. Because I wonder if in their clubhouse they look at it and they say, hey, they're weak. See, and that's where Put it's... Put our foot on them. And this is the whole... Because the know, Dodgers might have to go through Philly to get to Atlanta. Well, I, and I get the whole, like, yeah, I mean, that could be the second... But again, after what you see the Dod- uh, the Braves doing this entire season, what they just did, it's kind of just be like, yeah, that's nice to be second best, but all for what? And I know this is a how do we feel about the Dodgers segment, but again, sure. it's just like when you know what's kind of facing you at the end of the road, like how do you even get up for any of these other teams in the NL? And I like, I've liked the Cubs, but again, uh, that's where I, again, I say it's like, Hey, the rubber meets the road at some point, And, and that's it, the Atlanta Braves. And at the end of the day, if you're the Dodgers, you still have Freddie Freeman. You still have Mookie Betts. Dude, I, if the Braves don't come out of the NL, like I, I will, I'll be pretty damn shocked. <laughs> and, I, and how long? Fire Snitker. Well, how long? Have we been hot watching, seat, hot seat. How long have we been watching baseball for? I, the, this was the Braves in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. If I'm they don't go I'm, to the World Series, I'm staring at it right now. God, yeah. how many stations were saying that during the nineties? Let, let me push back a little bit on the Dodgers bats because you're right. Of course, Freeman and Betts, they're going to be free swing and they're going to be good. But you've got a very old outfield in Peralta and Hayward trying to hold things down. I'm pretty sure that JD, their DH, just went on the injured list. So it's He's about it, to come off. Yeah, okay. But then you got basically, like, other than Chris Taylor filling in around random spots the entire field, you got, like, Miguel Rojas, who's essentially been, like, their nine-hole black hole at, at the shortstop position all year. And then you bring up the Phillies, man. Stott. Boom. Bryce Harper. Like, they're just so stinking loaded with Trey Turner. Yeah, exactly. You just keep naming names. driving to left field. So I think as far as the offense goes, they're probably more complete, the Phillies are. But, yes, you've got two huge studs that are carrying the way for L.A. But Muncy's hitting a lot of homers, but he's batting 200. Chris Taylor's hit a great homer the other night, but he's batting 230. And I thought Jason Hayward died. Exactly. But he is still hitting 260, 14 homers so far this year. But I think most of that was... uh, well, no, he wasn't. He went three for four with a homer the other night. I was going to say most of that well, was earlier in the season, but I'm wrong. Yeah, so they'll, that'll be interesting. I mean, we're walking into the playoffs. We're getting real close. September is when we really get a microscope on these teams, and the Dodgers now have a microscope on them to see how this plays out. When we come back, we'll get into fair or foul, everybody's favorite segment. But before we do that, Schultz with sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So do these guys. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. 
All right, this is everybody's favorite. We do it every single week at the bottom of the second hour. This is Fair or Foul. Without further ado, let's get right to it. I'll turn it over to our fantastic producer, Schultz. Hit it, baby. Appreciate you, too. We're getting down to the dog days of the season. Yes, yes. So move the show back an hour. I was thinking more like the, the topics for Fair or Foul are getting a little more interesting, but if you want to be a negative Nancy... Uh, well, you, you know, can. people sure. are drinking their chamomile tea and they're in bed, and hopefully, I pray they're listening to Hot Corner at this hour. It's a podcast, too. It doesn't matter when it's on. We can, we can get people to listen. You would be shocked at how many people I've had to tell over the past year that, yeah, I feel like I've let you know our show is podcast... What? It's amazing. On the oh, opposite. The oh, you do a radio. podcast? That's dope. I'm like, no, it's live radio. And they're like, that still exists. It's <laughs> awesome. See, I'm starting wrong. I, I need to lead with that podcasting. I'm a podcaster. A lot of podcasts are like live radio. S- smash that like and subscribe. See, what's funny, too, is if we sold primetime as live podcast event here, go over better. hundreds of thousands of people showing up. <laughs> but if we say just live, live radio broadcast, eh. <laughs> You know, everybody uh, thinks solid crowd. Solid crowd. All right, let's get we into this. We could sell out the schnitz with primetime with Isaac and Sue. We'll sell out the schnitz with a fair or foul segment. Probably not. Probably not. We could do it. We could do it. I, I bet we could. If we build it a podcast, we could do it. All right, fair or foul number one. The New York Yankees already have more home runs, even though they're not playing very well this year. Fair or foul, they have more home runs than their 2000 World Series team during the regular season. Fair or foul. The 2023 Yankees already have more home runs than their 2000 World Series winning team during the regular season. I believe the top three teams in baseball in home runs are the Atlanta Braves, the New York Yankees, and the Anaheim, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. In California, next to Disneyland. I believe that is where it is. I'm going to say fair on this. Giancarlo's been hitting some dingers lately. Um, Judge, when he came back, is doing it. But it's weird to think that they would be this much better. But in 2000, you got to remember, Jeter, Bernie, Tino, Brocious, all those dudes, not a lot of long ball hitters, just guys that hit it at the right time. And then you sprinkle in a David Justice or a... Hideki Matsui in o, you know, in 08 or whatever it is. and I'll, I'll say fair on this. I am going to go foul because it sounds just enticing enough to be true, but this Yankees <laughs> team sucks, sucks this year. Like, sucks. Outside of Judge, who missed a bunch of time, and Stan, who's kind of in so Like, who's hitting home runs for them this year? Got no idea, man. Yeah, I, I'm not buying this. I say foul. It is foul. Congrats, Joe. You got it right. The but not by much, I assume. Not by much. The 2000 Yankees, uh, full season, so after they'd already played the month of September, 205 home runs. The 2023 Yankees so far, 200. 200 home runs already. So they it could is pass that. close. And the leader of the 2000 uh, World Series winning New York Yankees in home runs was none other than Bernie Williams. 30 homers, 121 RBIs. Paul O'Neill yeah, had 100 ribbies as well. Right, Paul O'Neill. Yeah, but only everybody on that team runs. had a hundred RBIs. And while, no, no, just those two. Well, just those the two players are in juice. The balls are nowadays. So, and the sports science, bro. Sports I mean, science. guys are just ripped. They're sitting in those cryo tanks longer. 
They're doing cupping and acupuncture and all sorts of stuff that they didn't do 20 years ago. Shout out Torello. Uh, uh, Shane Spencer and Ricky Ledee were on that roster. I don't know if either, they yeah. were starters. Yeah. I don't know if either you remember those. Good old, yeah. Rick, good old Ricky Ledee. Ricky Ledee. <laughs> All right, fair or Someone had to play left. <laughs> exactly. And David Justice got in some uh, action as well. 20 homers for him. Uh, fair or foul number two. The league leader in stolen bases has more than tripled the last place team for this season. So the league leader in stolen bases here in 2023 has more than tripled the last place team in 2023. Uh, is, is Acuna the league leader? I would team. assume so. Team. 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 Who's the team leader? The... Uh, Wait, so say this one more because it's, yeah. So it's stolen bases per team. So we're not talking about individual players. So the team leader in the major league in stolen bases has three times as much as the as worst team. the worst team. team. Okay. Yeah, I may have worded that incorrectly. No, 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 it's all good. Yeah, because I was say, thinking like Acuna has, has 60. more than the A's And or then something. the A's yeah, have yeah, like yeah. 19. I was going to be like, dear God, send someone. Yeah, anybody. Like, so the team league leader. Let me okay. say that better. Okay. The team league leader in stolen bases. So the, at the top of this... I'll give you a hint. It is the Cincinnati Reds. I, I was just going to say, I think the Reds lead baseball in stolen bases. I'm going to go fair because I think that when there is a team that leads the league, they are clearly aggressive, but they are adamant about making it happen. And then with this year being more of a stress of, hey, you can steal more bases and it's more accessible and you can it can happen. Uh, versus being the worst team at it, sucking and not doing it uh, as much as it. Yeah, I, I say triple, three times as much. Fair. The Reds uh, are doing that. Um, I will go the opposite for different but the same reasons. Um, I different but same same. Yeah, yeah. I this year Samesies. this year baseball is clearly trying to promote the stolen base, and when you look at guys like Acuna, who's got over sixty, and also. Julio Rodriguez, the first player in Major League Baseball to have 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases in his first two seasons, they're clearly pushing this narrative. And I think everybody's on board. So I will say foul, because even teams that are not stealing bases, to Joe's point, are stealing are still stealing bases. So I'll be the safe Vegas push guy, and I'll say foul. Unfortunately for you, Patrick, Joe has gotten it right twice tonight. Oh, boy, on a heater. Nailed it. Two for two. That one is fair. Cincinnati, the Reds have 161 stolen paces. This is just nuts to me. The San Francisco Giants, who are still fighting for a wild card spot in the National League, 47 that's stolen in, That's insane because I think Gabe Kapler is a damn good manager. Well, he's being an idiot by not using this aspect of the game. So he's either a good manager that's just not informed on how to manage in the year of 2023, or he's a terrible manager. Like what? Or the team has no speed amongst any of their guys. Like, do they just have a bunch of fatties that hit dingers and nobody's setting it up like J.P. Crawford? Or sounds like it. Yeah, sounds sounds like they need a couple of sprinters. Sounds down, like they need yeah, San Fran. Yeah. Somebody or protection at the plate, like a Shohei Otani game. Bobby Valentine on Bobby the TV. Valentine on the that TV. Was nice. What the an hell? Angels post game. Yeah. What happened to his mustache? What's he doing? He's still I not riding his mustache. bike in. Uh, Wait, Boston. that wasn't real. His mustache. Do not wreck my childhood, <laughs> Joe. Do not wreck my childhood. All right, fair foul number three. A little bit more philosophical. Uh, speaking of stolen bases, kind of a little bit related to our next topic. 
The MLB has widely been testing a couple of possible new rule changes that are coming, but in the minor leagues, for instance, minor leagues uh, this year for AAA have been testing automated strike zones. That's probably going to come to the majors at some point. Computers calling balls and strikes. One thing. Bleep, blurp, strike three. (laughs) One thing they're also testing right now down in the Atlantic League, which is a really, it's kind of just their their league to use experiments for rules, essentially, to try and see if they're going to be applicable to minors uh, ball and majors ball. So right now in the Atlantic League, they're using a universal pinch runner and only one pickoff throw per at-bat. A universal pinch runner? So a universal pinch runner would essentially be somebody on your roster that changes each game, is designated as a runner that comes in for any player that gets a hit, but then that player that gets pinch ran for can still play. So we're kind of going Little League. Nope. He still gets to bat and field. Nope. And one guy, like for the Mariners, it would probably so be Daniel Ags, Vogelbach Sam hits Haggerty. a single, and yes. then nope. Ellie De La Cruz runs Exactly. For or, or Billy Hamilton. This Whoever's writing this rule still wants Billy Hamilton to have a gig. Boy, in I can't baseball. wait to hear what your question is. Well, <sighs> Yeah, exactly. You, you yeah, go with the yeah. question. Yeah, sorry. Uh, just leading up to this, the games have already been made shorter, but it seems MLB pushing the limits, and that's kind of why they're trying the one pickoff throw per at-bat instead of two. So fair or foul, more rule changes are better for the game of baseball. Fair or foul, Jens? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this uh, EFIS ball up to you and that's, just knock it out that, of the park. That's fine. I'll take it. Uh, welcome to Patrick being an old man. Um, I... I always think about this in terms of looking around at other leagues, okay? I actually am quite surprised at how well the new rules have worked out for baseball this year. I was very hesitant, a little anti. I've become very pro. I'm, I'm fine with where things are. I still hate the ghost runner and extras, but the pitch clock, the larger bases, don't bother me. The pickoff rules, the reliever rules, all that kind of stuff. But Wrong what button, I, sorry. It's all right. But what I will say is baseball has been very great to be baseball because baseball is largely still baseball. Something that drives me absolutely insane about the NFL is how nobody knows the rules. Even coaches don't know the rules because every year they are changing. And that, I think, is a massive detriment to that sport. PI rules change all the time. Instant replay rules change all the time. How your feet are, control of the football, all that stuff changes all the time, and it drives me absolutely bonkers, and I think it ruins that sport. Baseball is great because baseball, for the most part, is the same game as when Reggie Jackson played as when Sandy Koufax played, when Jackie played, when Ruth played, for large amounts of it, the game is the same. More rules for baseball, in my opinion, is a bad thing. The game is how it is. Let's leave it there. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not usually old man yelling at clouds, but uh, why? Just why? It's every year, every year they've been trying this at this level and trying that, and it's just like... We are literally every time, every year, going to be like, well, he led the league in stolen bases during the bigger base era. And then he led the league during the home runs during the... um, Juiced ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, dude, like, 
oh, we didn't even know they were using juice balls for three months right. of the year. And it's like, well, now we've been testing this. Pinch runner throughout the game? Pass. Dude, caught, like, what are we doing? Because because like, you implement a uh, a robot umpire. Now I like as as much as umpires drive me absolutely bananas. As long as you, I joke, as I, long as you don't have an actual robot out yeah, there, then I, I'm fine. I but. love the human element of baseball, which is why I would prefer human umpires. But if you bring in a a, a, a robotic strike zone, that doesn't change the game. A fastball is still a fastball. A single is still a single. A 6-4-3 double play is still a 6-4-3 double play. And you still have the ump behind home plate calling but, the balls but, and strikes anyway. But if you start, like, messing with all that stuff, then you're just going to change how the game is. And then, in my opinion, it's a big reason why I don't watch football. I don't understand the game anymore. Because from year to year, it changes. And that's not fun to watch for me. Yeah, I think the, I think the pinch runner, like, that is a situational move in a game that is a part of the game of baseball. It's not just like, all right, base hit in the first, throw out the fast guy. Dave Roberts has a job because Terry Francona put him on first to run for somebody else. <laughs> well, like, and, like literally, I'm bringing it all back to our show right now. To add to your guys' point, I see where the, the game being pushed to certain limits is advantageous for fans. You know, the shorter games. I don't want guys running bases that. that can't hit a baseball. And that's what it'll be. Yep. Are you fast? I'll teach you the rules of baseball and be fast. You'll never swing a bat in your life. Which I've never been more annoyed. I mean, I, I watched 15 years of terrible Mariners baseball, but replacement level players that couldn't hit, that could only field, that could run fast, that they were described as major league type players. So I feel like a lot more guys, I agree with you, would sneak in like this. And it's just very frustrating to see. I mean, I, I to go old man with you guys, I miss the 40-man rosters in September. I miss everybody. I mean, screw short games in September. I wish they could call everybody up and have six different guys pitching in one inning. That I miss the days of that kind of stuff. So, moving on, fair foul number four, Cal Raleigh. Uh, I've been loving some Cal Raleigh for the Seattle Mariners. He uh, is now a career, uh, or excuse me, a home run short of his career leading uh, home run numbers. 27 last year, now 26 after today's win in Cincinnati. Lots of names being mentioned in Mariners lore for catchers. Dave Valley, Kenji Jojima. I think everybody, though, when you ask who the top name is, it's Dan Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, right? Has to be. But as Cal continues to just, I mean, he's thrown out 20% of runners. He's damn good behind the plate defensively. He's really great with the bat, hitting dingers, hitting doubles. The big dumper, fair or foul, will go down as the greatest Mariners catcher of all time. I'll go, I'll go first on this, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be quick. Um, I think Cal Raleigh is fantastic. I think he's a top-five catcher in baseball. Um, I don't think Dan Wilson ever had that power. Um, I think he was decent as a hitter and decent behind behind the plate calling games. It's easy when you have Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, and George Kirby, and even Wu at times, and, and Hancock getting kids and, and vets and stuff like that. Cal Raleigh is a top five catcher in baseball, and it all depends on if they re-sign him and stuff like that. I mean, Dan Wilson, you'll never replace. Mariner fans will never believe you that Dan, that any catcher is better than Dan Wilson. And in my opinion, Dan Wilson wasn't a very good catcher. So I'll say foul. Um, I think he could be the catcher that leads Luis Castillo to a Cy Young. I think he could be the catcher that catches a perfect game from George Kirby and could get the final out in a World Series. I don't know if Mariner fans will ever let go of Dan Wilson. 
Uh, 12 years Dan Wilson was a Mariner. So yeah. Cal Raleigh's still got a few years. Uh, but Everyone I love... remember 95, 2001, all that kind of stuff. I love me some catchers that can hit the home run. So he's on a great trajectory. But, uh, I mean, he doesn't have to play 12 years. I mean, hell, you give me eight years doing this, and then you can go down as the best catcher in Mariners history, probably. Yeah. But you would have to do eight years of this consistently. Yeah. So I, I hope he does, because I, as... As much as we can talk about and say big dumper as much as possible, I mean, who doesn't love that? And we live in a world where the future is the Joe Maurer route. You're a catcher for a while, and then you go to first or DH. And, you know, I want Adley behind the plate. I want Buster Posey behind the plate. I want Cal Raleigh behind the plate. Uh, I just, the only reason I say foul on this is I just think Mariner fans love Dan Wilson. Hall of Famer. I, I, I think they love him too much. Hall of Famer. And he's on TV, and so he's not He's not, He's not. not going anywhere. Well, All right. Mariner's Hall of Famer. That is fair or foul. We do it every single Wednesday at the bottom of the second hour. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this and get out of here. The hot corner to name the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, we'll be back next week as we continue to eyes watch on Major League Baseball. It's 1253. It's 1253, dude. Oh, my God. On the East Coast. On the East Coast, not here. You know, maybe we just need to suck it up because there are some overnighters somewhere in, you know, Norfolk or something like that. And I say folk because I really want to emphasize the LK in that word Um, or Richmond or Billings, Mm -hmm. Montana. They are are grinding, (laughs) grinding. This is why the Grizz are going to win this week. Wow. 2 a.m. Is the Grizz Grizz Montana? Uh, Montana yeah. State is the Wildcat. Uh, you both would know better than I. The Grizz are Montana. Yeah, the Montana Grizzlies. Yes, yes. Montana, beautiful state. And you that's their accent. And that is their accent up there. You ever I'm been sure. to Montana? No, but I remember. Uh, what is it? Uh, they did one of the the golf matches with like Aaron Rodgers and all of them a couple okay. of years ago. They did one at a course in Montana. Oh my God! Like Schultz, just... you been to Montana? Love Montana. And been the Yellowstone idea... a couple times. Yeah. The idea that they had to give them bear mace. To go on the golf course, yeah. that that level of danger kind of excites me a bit. Yeah, I will say this: uh, the western side of Montana is amazing. The eastern side, you might as well give it to Dakota because it looks just Desert. the same as that. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. yeah because I mean, western Montana is like somewhat Rocky Mountain Range. Still, well, yeah, you got the bitter roots that, yeah. there, and you, yeah, it's beautiful. Kalispell, yeah. Whitefish, Missoula. There, there was one Livingston. A lot of rich white people moving into Livingston these days. John Mayer lives out there. I've heard uh, that, yeah. Phil Jackson lives out Some there. Some of the California exodus is kind of... Yeah. Kind of well, Phil Jackson has always loved Montana. That was his spot, even when he was Lakers coach. There was this one hole at the golf course that yeah. was like 700 yards, downhill, giant slope, and in the backdrop was the mountains and everything like Wait that. Wait a sec, 700 sounds insane. Are you making that up? No, it was really long because it was downhill. Yeah, so the, yeah. ball so just, the ball travels forward. I think Bryson did a drive... <laughs> Ended 600-yard tee shot. No, he seriously, yeah, had like a 500-yard tee shot That's because insane. it just bounced. Aaron Rodgers is a superhero. Yeah. 
Yep. That's insane. Yep, that's what I'll be doing this weekend, just bombing in 500-yard fairways. Yeah, did you see uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, is seeing things now? Like he sees UFOs and stuff? Like, that's apparently... the problem with the Jets. Sam Darnold, he was seeing ghosts. Aaron Rodgers, he's seen black shadowy figures in Brett the distance. Brett Favre was seeing D-picks. Well, like, well a... no, they were seeing D-picks. <laughs> he was oh, taking oh, right, them. He was taking them. Poor Jen, her career never recovered because of that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is why I don't do drugs anymore, man. Drugs are bad. I mean, hey, you, uh, come on. You just went to Dave in the gorge. Hey, like, that's Brett. And this guy I was camping with, he took a hit of some but some random dude's joint, and the paper was dusted with fentanyl. Are you serious? 20 minutes later, the dude didn't know D by any means, but he was, like, ranting and raving like a maniac. What a... Uh, right, dude? Well, what a way to end at the a, hot corner. At a Dave show. Never take like, drugs. Like, Jesus, guys, we're old. Anybody. What is going yeah. on? Anybody. Yeah, roll your own joints, my friends. That's what I do. Hey, call me next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a hit of that. Maybe. maybe Trying to see what that'd be like. No, no. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. Just uh, give me the chocolates. <laughs> we'll be back next week. It's September, so it's always a good day to watch some baseball for Joe Fisher Jordan Schultz behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.